Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. Getting back to the vintage, the roots, the retro of the show here. For those that don't know, I started the show uh, back in March 2020, right when shit hit the fan, right? And started it with my cousin, and he was my co-host. A lot of you guys know him, but for the newer listeners, you may have not met this guy um polar opposites when it comes to like just about everything i mean we're we're night and day different uh for people that grew up essentially as brothers we are so different so it's kind of funny but that's what a lot of people enjoyed about the show in the early days and we kind of hope to bring that back right some of the episodes used to get heated some of them used to get kind of crazy but uh i'm imagining this one stays pretty cordial we haven't talked in a little while so i'm sure you know we'll be a little extra polite but what's going on dude not much, man. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me back on, man. I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you the, uh, you know, I, I left because I wanted to start my master's degree program. Um, I'm actually in the middle of that. And so when I left, it wasn't like any hard feelings or anything. Right. I wasn't even feeling like I was missing out. I was happy that you could kind of drive it yourself, but thank you to the whole community. I mean, a few, it was only like a few months after I left, word must have gotten out because everybody just start. Everybody across the country started chanting, "Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon!" I don't, I, I don't know, I don't it's know weird how, how that heard. works. Yeah, I don't know how they heard, but uh, but thank you guys for the support. And no, for real, uh, very happy to be back on, man. And yeah, I'm not ratcheted up on anything. I'll let you know that as soon as I stopped this, my rolodex of memorized uh conspiracy theories especially the contemporary ones just dropped right out so i'm hoping i'm still of interest to you to you right. your guy your your uh your audience but i'll tell you that i um i have been my my motion detector for conspiracy type stuff is like still on high uh i, I was i was saw a video just the other day man of that that uh, animatonic animatronic dragon in Disneyland, catching fire. Did you see that? I did not. Maybe we can pull up a video or something and watch that real quick too. Once we get going, yeah, but yeah. yeah but I... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking like that. That even that sets it off for me because I'm thinking about this. This animatronic <laughs> dragon like started lighting up in the middle of Fantasia. You know that final performance of the night of in Disneyland. Okay. Uh, and goddamn, it just struck me immediately. I was like, this is Fantasia is pr- practically a ritual. You know how you guys always talk about the fact that like rituals only work when you have like a certain amount of energy from the participants in it. Right, right. What more fine energy could you get from a from an eight to eleven year old who's been drowning in Disney movies their entire life goes to Fantasia and then the whole thing, the whole animatronic dragon from Sleeping Beauty, lights fire, damn near explodes. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> just Dude, the iconography it. of it, man. But yeah. at least you're recognizing the patterns, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're yeah. seeing the patterns. They're still with you. It's one of those things you can't really shake. Once you start looking into it, you'll be a, you'll be a, a, a closet conspiracy theorist for the rest of your life, Brandon. I promise you that. Especially all the shit that you know. I mean, do we? We've had some great guests on, uh, and. Believe it or not, man, it's it's wild to see how many people got to start with Dangerous World. Like we were the first people that interviewed them. And then now they either have their own shows or they've made it to like, you know, 30 or 40 other different shows. Right. And they started here. So it's cool, man. We had a really good thing going. And, you know, it's it's only gotten better, honestly, like it's it's growing every day. And that's always the goal with anything. So I appreciate that. And yeah, obviously no bad blood on any side. I thought you picked a hell of a time to exit because it was after we did um, Tinfoil Hat. I've since totally fallen out with those guys. Can't stand them. They're fucking assholes. But, um, you know, it, it was just a, an interesting time to see you go. But nonetheless, you're doing something that you like, and that's awesome. Um, I want to do some housekeeping up front just since this is, you know, the... Uh, the normal thing feel free to jump in though because this is just normal shit i'm gonna keep it short too there is a new thing going on that i'm pretty excited about i actually was going to screen share this is going to be available um hopefully on the only fans we're gonna see i'm having some trouble setting it up but um you know this this should be available on the patreon so if you're viewing this you'll see this uh this pure pet wellness company they make uh pet products right cbd things like that i know ghost has been working with them for a little while and um i'm learning more about them organic mct oil that's cool beeswax uh all kinds of stuff like that premium ingredients in all their shit so um they you can see right here info at purepetwellness.com if you want to you know ask any questions the dude's really really nice he owns a uh or i should say runs a conspiracy podcast as well i believe it's called cronspiracy like chronic uh talks about weed and, and conspiracies i think my kind of people so check it out my promo code over there if you want to make any purchases is simple it's dwp dangerous world podcast just dwp that'll get you 20 percent off and um ghost seems to love these guys so i'm really stoked to get involved with them and then the same old two boring ones dangerous for all the merch have a lot of fun over there the new garbage pail kid shirts dropped you seen that one brandon yeah, your, your your takes on those man have been have been fire, bro. To be honest, did do you, what do you think of the shirt? Have you happened to see the uh, garbage pail kid shirt? The shirt specifically, no. What, what what's what's that looking like? Oh, I'll show you, buddy. Because you know, since we're doing a little uh little Zoom stuff here, I am real proud of this because uh you know I don't know if you remember Paranoid American, but he does like the comic books and mm-hmm. stickers and all kinds of things like that, based out of uh, Florida. And uh, just runs a really cool company. He created an AI version of a body. And I had to put like the head on and the hands and shit. Uh-huh. Illuminasty. Okay. Dangerous World Podcast. This is it. I don't know if you noticed, but those are cockroaches for hair. Okay. It's it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun it's the, thing. It's the details, man. It's the details. <laughs> it's the little details that matter, right? So, um, yeah, man, just, uh, you know, happy with the uh, shirt over there. If you're a Patreon subscriber at that $10 tier, you get 20% off on all your merch as well. And that leaves me to the last one, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, which is cooking. Uh, people seem to like it over there. So, um, and Brandon, help me get all this started. So it's, it's an honor to have you back on, man. You're welcome anytime. Um, I know for a fact that Ghost would like to have you on at the tavern, and then I'm sure that you're welcome to come on Monday Night Masturbators anytime too. So don't be a stranger, man. 
um, we we only pretended that we hated you. You know, everyone loves you, dude. Everyone likes you. And honestly, I think people miss that opinion. People miss the liberal side. People, I don't think deep down want to be in echo chambers, right? It's easy. But then once you're in an echo chamber for a while, it just like, I think it makes people dumber, man. I think it really does, honestly. Yeah, I, uh, long time listeners remember that I was sort of trying to get past that part of the conversation, that part that we don't need to be in bubble cha- chambers. And thankfully, I ran into a a, a profession that actually kind of even gave me some, me some more inspiration on how best to not say, not get in that bubble cha- uh, in, in that bubble. The echo chambers, and, yeah, 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 and. Um, I got to tell you at least one thing that I think I've identified since then. Um, you got to be able, it's, we all know that we need to be watching the quote unquote opposing sides views, uh, even on mainstream television. I think even to get, even if you're completely against them, I think you are not hurt by listening to them and seeing what is in your guys's mind, probably the bullshit that's being spread around there. Um, but I think past that, you also have to be able to sort of watch that opposing side without shaking your head at it, you know, without getting that feeling in your stomach that starts when someone starts prodding at those things that you really identify with, whether it be a conspiracy theorist, a conservative, a, a, a libertarian, any, any sort of affiliation that you have, anytime someone starts prodding them to actually get out of that bubble, to actually continuously pop it, you know, is right. to not be, then talking shit about the person who you just listened to, who said a lot of things that you can't stand anymore. I, I said, I think, yeah, but I've been listening to him for a while, but Tucker Carlson, man, um, that's one of those that I was, he was like, he's like expert level for a liberal to watch, you know what I mean? Expert level empathy for a liberal to watch. You have to be able (laughs) to watch, to watch him and not feel um, some sort of, tumultuous rumble in your stomach after you do i'm 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 actually personally helped out by that because this guy that i've had hanging in my office uh christopher hitchens when he you know he's he's dead now but i think in the early 2000s he was calling out tucker carlson as being the next conservative voice to watch out for and he said he said that in a like this kid this kid has got something going on wow and um and yeah so his departure along with don lemons has uh, i don't know i don't know if you feel like they've sort of negated each other i i i I seen you i've I've heard you talk about it this just on monday but what is what is what is that looking like to me from knowing you and knowing the crowd it it seems like it's just the enemy fighting the enemy sort of thing like you kind of don't care about it and it's all happening on the mainstream level too is there anything deeper in these next we haven't heard anything from him obviously right about why we left i have some assumptions uh, and, and I know I, you guys have them, have them too. What is both of them being gotten rid of at the same time look like in your guys's world? Yeah, I, I think that it's it's there's no comparison to the reach that Tucker Carlson has versus Don Lemon, right? Don Don Lemon doesn't have a popular show anymore, as far as mainstream news goes. And I don't even know what his show was. I know it was on CNN. Um, CNN's done a uh, they're trying to do a total rebranding. It seems they're trying to get yeah. away from that far left politics which is what they were um they realized if they are going to talk about nothing but trump and then trump is gone i mean what what the fuck are you going to talk about now right 
So not only that, Tucker Carlson being kicked out of Fox or fired from Fox, whatever. Um, to me, man, it, it's so it's so it's very strange. I think that it's a lot of it's theater. Personally, I think. Um, I I think that he's part of the establishment. Honestly, I really do. Like you know, you don't get a job at Fox under Rupert Murdoch. I mean, this guy's no idiot, right? I mean, think what you want about him. I don't like the guy. I don't know how you feel about him. I I think he's as as establishment as it gets. You're not going to get a job for an organization like that when they're like, oh, this guy could be a liability, right? They have something on all these people, I believe, right? Whether it's some sort of pedophilia, whether it's some sort of insider trading, whether it's some sort of like, you know, the the scale can vary. I'm just so over the left versus right paradigm. I think it's so stupid. I've realized that this is all fake. Even Trump going in there, he's the most liberal president we've ever had. I mean, you can't really convince me otherwise. Liberals don't like him because they're told not to like him, in my opinion. The dude's very pro-gay marriage. Um, Even Obama, who (laughs) we think he's married to a dude, you know what I mean? But even he was saying that marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman, right? I don't know if you remember those days when he was saying that. Um, Biden just says whatever the hell he's told to say, right? Uh, I'm interested to get later into what you think about Biden. Um, You know, he just announced he was going to become, he's going to try and run for president again and stuff. I think they're on the fourth or fifth clone of Biden at this point. I mean, his earlobes change every fucking day. Uh, he writes with both hands. He's ambidextrous, which is very interesting. Also, he he doesn't run for anything. Just just to let you know, he he, he yeah. doesn't run much of anywhere. <laughs> and, and children run from him. It seems like. I mean, goddamn, this guy is is just a train wreck. And it's very interesting. You know, I actually um, before I don't want to get too sidetracked, but a quick side story. Um, I took, uh, grandma out to lunch today. I, I, you know, she wanted to go and meet with, uh, some old friend of hers and, um, you know, grandma, she's a little slower mentally now she's slowing down like that. Right. Very good. Physically still can still get around. Um, her friend was the opposite of that. Very hard to walk. She was actually older. Her friend was 95, I think. And so she was very quick though, mentally. And she's a Trumper. She, has always been against the vaccine. She was saying, I never put a mat. Now she is an evangelist, right? But she sits there and she, and she seems to be very coherent with the whole, as she called it. Uh, um, what is the, the term? Not facade. What's another one? Ruse. What are the other ones? Well, are you th- thinking about in like a theatrical, almost like a diversion sort of thing? Like, uh... like a facade or a ruse. I forget the exact term. It's not important, but it's just like I was trying to remember what she said because it was almost like Fugazi, right? Like it was almost uh-huh. like that where it was like cartoonish that, you know, how she's saying it over and over again. And um, I think a lot of people are, whether they, whether she was actually on that camp right away, a lot more people are realizing this vaccine is not what they told us, right? It really isn't. It's It's as simple as that. Um, I don't think it's up for debate anymore. The people that are holding on to that have cognitive dissonance of some kind, right? I mean, it's just like, and you know, it's sad because the people that that signed up to get these this experimental vaccine, I think some of them, not all of them, but some of them uh, were actually trying to do the right thing. They were trying to look out for other people. Not all of them, though, because the people that were like bragging, I know you, you're probably still friends with the guy Cameron, right? Him bragging, saying he's going to go stand in line. I think that is just him trying to be the good guy, right? I, I, I and I'd say that to him all day. I, I, I say a lot worse to a lot of people all the time. Virtue signaling, almost, right? 
at virtue signaling to a criminal level, I would say, because you're not only hurting yourself, who knows what the fuck you're doing, but you're just like, I hate Trump. Trump says not to do this, even though right. he did say to do it. So it's like, I will stand in line for an experimental vaccine to be injected into my body. And I did a lot of research on this too. After the fact, that was 100% created by artificial intelligence, which has access to all people's DNA that have given their DNA through the big uh, DNA banks, right? 23andMe, Ancestry.com, all those things. Did you know that? I mean, like the, C- the CEO of Moderna even said that on BlackRock's podcast, which I was listening to. I know we wanted to kind of get into them too. Dude, the, he's a French man, right? You can't trust the French either. They're kind of <laughs> sketchy. But this dude's out there saying, you know, AI created our vaccine. And, and you know, Pfizer's is similar. I don't understand how people don't think that AI is the antichrist at that point, because it's taking all this information and then making a vaccine. That's not how vaccines are supposed to be made. And clearly it didn't work. So I don't know. I, I know I gave you a lot there, but run with it. No, I'm, I, 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 I chuckle along with you because uh, I can get into your guys's mindset and I can, I, I feel, and I can see how ridiculous it seems. Um, oh yeah. I don't, uh, I, 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 I again, this is. I was hoping that that the listeners are still interested in what I'm saying because, of course, they are, I'm, dude. Yeah, I'm, because because I'm still I'm still leaning back on the, you know, what are the health studies showing? The problem with that, I know immediately, is that the concern is where are these health uh, studies coming from? Um, this is a sort of, it's a sort of. I mean, it is a form of moving the goalposts as far as I, as far as I can tell on, um, on the liberal side or like on the establishment side on the, um, the critiques of the health studies that have looked at um, vaccinated versus uh, non-vaccinated persons after, um, after the, after the quarantine. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how much listeners have gotten into it. I don't have a specific study to cite off the top of my head. I do, I do know that they are all saying what you would expect the mainstream health uh, industry to be saying. Well, they're walking uh, it back. I, I, I wouldn't expect them to do that. They're walking it back big time. You know, even Bill Gates was like, yeah, the vaccine didn't work how we thought it would, right? That's huge. I don't know if you saw that kind of stuff, but, and, and that's what I was, I wanted to go back to that really quick. Um, with the moving the goalposts, are you saying like the medical industry is moving the goalposts saying like we can do better or the... So th- yeah, so the, so so the critique of the conspiracy theorist mindset would be like this: they, uh, if you want to say that there is some measurable, um, statistically significant difference between those who got the vaccine versus those who didn't back do the vaccine, one of the best ways to do that is through the use of science. Not every scientist is evil. I understand that science as a uh, as a process has plenty to be critical of. But when you do that, uh, which people, a lot of people have done, a lot of organizations have done, you get a statistical data set that everyone can look at and everyone says, this data point says this, this data point says this. Um, a lot of those data points in health studies uh, across longitudinal, like especially longitudinal studies across people who have gotten the vaccine versus haven't demonstrate that the vaccine is on whole negligibly dangerous and uh, nowhere near as effective as it was um, promised to be. 
So there's there's two things there. I'm agreeing with the discussion with the comment that you cited about. So it's not as beneficial, but it's also not as harmful. You're saying exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, And this is coming from the point where Rachel Maddow was saying, I think there's a very famous clip of her uh, right before, right before, right after the first vaccines came out. She says, if you get this vaccine, you will not get COVID. Yeah. Uh, There's also um, similar things that I would agree with you guys on, on Fauci's record, the idea about how helpful masks are. Um, I I definitely go in line with a whole bunch of that, but, but what I, what I know is a deeper concern of the conspiracy theory mindset is that these vaccines were not just a neutral thing to put into your body, that they had some active component that at one point it was, there were, they, they had nanotechnology in them. I don't know if that, I'm sure that's still rolling around as an idea. But um, when you say things like that, you expect certain results. And when these right. longitudinal health studies say there is no result, that there's no there's negligible um, bad result uh, bad results from this vaccine. Um, and when conspiracy theorists can look at it and look at the same data set, they then begin questioning where the source who, who the source is. You know, um, the epitome of not uh, of cognitive dissonance to me is checking the sources of those who you disagree with and not checking the sources uh, of those who you agree with. And in not in not being concerned about the methodology used to conduct these longitudinal studies, but instead attacking the people who funded the research itself, that is now you're not arguing about the data anymore because you can't uh, essentially now you had to worry about who it came from. And this is just the first step as far as I see in the conspiracy theory mindset to plunge themselves into that cognitive dissidence pool. As I see, there are some things to that though. Like, would you trust any uh, studies that were uh, funded by, by like Nazis, actual like neo-Nazis, like there's this neo-Nazi, you know, science group, right. And they're, right. they're doing some tests. Would you trust that at all? And, uh, you know, I, maybe you would, but a lot of liberals wouldn't, dude. And, and even even if it was just Trump, Trump's like, I endorse this. They'd say, well, nope, you know. Yeah. So it's on both sides, right? It's it's on that side where it's like, dude, you know, there, there's but, facts but, to say yeah, that, that yeah. Fauci's studies have been corrupt, right? Since he's essentially since he's been born. I mean, the guy has done some awful shit. Have you, by the way, real quick, have you ever seen that movie, uh, secrets of Nim secrets of only the, uh, only the, uh, the title, but I have never seen it myself. No, it's an animated movie, dude. It is all about it. I just got goosebumps thinking about it, honestly, because it is the, it is so intense. I thought it was a Disney movie when I first watched it, you know, all the programming in Disney movies. Right. Yeah. But dude, it is all about the national Institute of, uh mental health nim mm-hmm. that's what that is right and uh-huh. there's all kinds of stuff if you're watching it from a conspiracy i recommend you watch it you know with, with denise and, and and tristan and stuff check it out and just see what you guys think there's awful stuff there's this one part there's a there's the the rat king in this movie his name is nicodemus okay and nicodemus that's a biblical name of mm-hmm. like the the he was essentially like a king of jews if i'm not mistaken right and they're personifying him as a rat in this movie, which is wild, first of all, right? The Rat yeah. King. And then um, 
it's all about like giving giving animals consciousness through drugs and just brutal experimentations on these things and it's all about national institute of mental health and then nih is mentioned in there and stuff it's just interesting so it's even put in our pop culture how corrupt fauci is so if fauci is the guy that is that is backing this i think that you are very safe to just not trust it i think that that's actually probably beneficial to your health in the long run to not trust that so i i can let me let me, let me tear that apart cuz i think there's a lot of little sub arguments that are that are there i'll give you what my fully think about it, about scientific really almost whatever endeavor that is done but now i'll stick to scientific endeavors sure. that is done by people who we don't disagree with my mind let's go let's go uh even past uh fauci let's go to the to the nazis would you trust the nazi study sort of thing sure i think that however bad someone is if they say something that is true and is verifiable that does not impugn the fact that what they said was true uh, the fact that they are a terrible person does not impugn the fact that what they said was true and verifiable um i think if a murderer ended up was the one who discovered the speed of gravity you know that that wouldn't change the speed of gravity now science is a process it is not just a series of results it took a whole bunch of stuff to get to the findings that we can all that most of us excuse me <laughs> a lot of flat earthers listen in here so that most right. of us can get to and say this is true this is verifiable and we have to account for those things my, the, my little little bit that i have prepared for to share with you guys about my own practice behavioral uh well it used to be called behavioral modification now it's been rebranded uh and you'll see why but as bad as that history was if we're standing here right now without any justification of what the people who conducted whatever scientific study in question whatever whatever you can say to impugn their character we are now we should work to make sure that that sort of encroachment on human rights in whatever given instance doesn't happen again but the results that we came to that that whoever came to out of some sort of scientific endeavor really can like it's it's true whether you're a bad person or not the fact that operation paperclip started uh, started with with nazis and ended with rockets being able to go up it, it doesn't impugn rocket science you know what i mean it impugns the rock uh impugns the rocket scientists for sure and no one should be walking around with the idea that science is something ethereal and is above uh humans and we get to reach for it and grab it every now and then that's right, right. starting to talk about scientists sci uh, science as some sort of religion which um, I'm a huge fan of science, uh, science, and I'm not religious. You almost said scientism. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. So I, I, I mean, <laughs> you can. I know what. There's even a term for scientism that can be used that is not the way that you guys. The religious like, version of yeah, science. Yes, yes. There's, there's it's Scientology, there's, by the way. That's what. Right, I'm right, just kidding. Right. That's even better, that, right? <laughs> that reminds me. I got. I got to call Tom here pretty soon. But, um, <laughs> and but, uh, uh, yeah, who's so, the other fucking guy? The bald dude, John. Tom and yeah. John, John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, what, what, what say you about that? I mean, the fact that a, not that Nazis, um, how, how about this? The Nazis, uh, in, invented the, uh, the highway practically for, for automobiles, at least. The Autobahn is very nice. Yeah. It's very, 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 very nice. Touch my nipples, Well, so yes. look, dude, you're, you're, we're talking about Nazis here, right? And I don't know who brought it up. I'm just kidding. It was me, but you know, <laughs> it's just, it's funny because, 
so we're talking about Nazis. We're talking about science. Um, let me share this with you. And this is something um, where, you know, I, I say that just it's it's more of this science. It's more of, and science is in heavy quotes here. This is wild. A, a buddy of, of mine and a friend of the show sent this. His name's Matthew, and I'll leave his last name or middle name out. But this is incredible. Uh, just that someone is bringing this up. And forgive me for the low quality of this. It's on Instagram. Um, give me a thumbs up if you can hear it once I start playing. But this is essentially someone is finally talking about NASA's bullshit. I'm not a flat earther. I'm I'm agnostic, as I am with many things. I think that we don't have the answers. And I think that the answers that we do get are paid for for a lot of things, including religion in a lot of cases. Right. So here it is. And uh, just watch this and see what you think. Speaking of Nazi science, which may be corrupted. Let's see. I'm clicking it. Got to do this. Fraud on an enormous scale happening in your county. There's now clear evidence of NASA using numerous methods to grossly mislead the public about astronauts being on the International Space Station. During interior ISS scenes from NASA's own live feed, the use of wires, harnesses, green screens, and virtual reality have been detected to achieve the appearance of a weightless environment. Examples of this include astronauts fading in and out of the screen, green screen glitches, grabbing objects that aren't really there, pulling on invisible wires, getting tangled in their harnesses, and even astronauts appearing out of thin air. This begs the obvious question. If they're really up there, why are they using Hollywood techniques to fake the footage? Inside the International Space Station, during spacewalks, air bubbles have been recorded on numerous occasions. How is it possible for air bubbles to be present in the vacuum of space? 2013, astronaut Luca Parmitano nearly drowned during a spacewalk when his helmet filled with water. This happened again just last year. Air bubbles, helmets filling with water, and drowning. Are they in space or are they underwater? Now, what's really interesting is that they train for spacewalks in an underwater pool with a complete ISS replica. Now, surely they aren't filming these spacewalks in an underwater pool and then editing them to appear if they're in space, because that sure would be something, wouldn't it? I'm calling on the Brevard County Commissioners to open a full investigation into NASA's fraudulent practices and use of taxpayer dollars. It costs NASA $3 billion per year to operate the ISS, and if they don't have a darn good explanation as to why they're faking these videos, I and the public would like a darn good explanation as to where our tax money is going. I look forward to the day that $3 billion annual budget is put towards our veterans our homeless maybe some of that mental health good afternoon commissioners today i'd like to so what do you think there because i i feel like he brings up a lot of of good points right dude i i don't know if you've seen some of these videos where like these dipshit fake astronauts are standing there right and they you know they think that they're so cool right because they're astronauts they've been in space and then they're holding like a, a beach ball of the earth and then like some dumbass forgets to hold on to it drops it and it falls down right it would not fall down if they were actually in space it would stay right there right so we're lied to man that you know the whether whether they're going in space and they're showing us this footage for some other reason right maybe they can't transmit video down here you see where this stuff comes from for people that actually look into this stuff right and so the same people that are behind nasa are also behind the vaccine they're also behind all this other stuff and i think it's just <clears throat> excuse me i think it's important to ask all these questions um maybe we won't ever get anywhere but i think that like what this gentleman did that i, I didn't catch his name or anything but what he was doing i think that's important to get out there and like just create a viral clip because that's how information gets passed these days create a viral clip that people can be like holy shit i didn't realize that there's green screen technology with the iss why is that are we wasting even more money than we're sending to Ukraine? Because that's a whole lot of billions of dollars that w us as Americans, we're never going to see 
the benefit of that. We're never going to see the benefit of any of this space stuff either. Seems to be funneled into some of these people's pockets, right? Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to show you that. What do you think? Um, the so I got to sort of pull on my history from from uh, interviews in the past on this podcast. Where I don't know if you remember, there was I believe it was an NIH a concern about NIH, but we had an interview at some point where uh, a, a gentleman was on, was it Cody? Is Cody his name? Is that is that uh, someone that? We what was to- the episode? Oh man, I don't even remember. He's a he's a he's a a, a fellow military serviceman. He's um in the Air Force, I believe. Anyways, there's a Cody. Uh, there's a yeah. There's yeah, probably Cody. I, I don't know if yeah, he's okay. Air Force or not, but yeah. Redhead yeah, I wish guy. I had the yeah. I wish I had the the, the podcast uh, number. But anyways, if he's redhead. When, yeah, it was Cody. Yeah. Yeah. When, so when we were in that podcast, um, one of the main focal points of what we were interviewing him about was a link that claimed to show some link between the NIH and some medical either research organization, maybe a university. Um, I, I believe it was centered in um, in the debate about the vaccine and specifically the longitudinal health studies that I had I previously talked about. Um, and what ended up happening on that podcast was I he started saying what this link that he says he had said uh, and then that was fine. I, I I then asked him, well, could you open that link up and could we read it? Um, and when we opened it up and read right. it, I remember it ended that. up it ended up it ended up saying almost diametrically opposed uh, by diametrically opposed fact. You know, like almost right, the right. exact opposite. And then at the end of the episode, he um, talked about the fact that he had been sharing that information with a friend of his. And that his friend of his was now on a um, on asking asking all the questions that that typical conspiracy right. theorists tell about. So that's the so, problem when people do that, right? When so, somebody so, like just shares yeah. half the truth. Yeah, go ahead. But but that, but the 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 that does not impugn the asking the question. And you talked about that. It is important to ask questions. I again, I'm always trying to bring the the conversation forward because I think we can handle this if you guys are, if we're willing to look at facts together and. A, we have to agree on the fact that they're facts, but I think we can do this together. We then have to be able to live with the answers or if not the objective, absolute 100% answer, the best and most logical answer that is given there. You mm-hmm. talked about another reason why they may be faking that sort of footage. Um, there are good reasons to do that, to do that. There are uh, why? plenty if we're paying for it. Well, yeah. uh, if we're paying for it, I would hope that they would be uh, penny pinchers. And when it comes to putting out promotional uh, stuff, that they're not worried that the, um, you know, maybe it's a maybe it's a hundred dollar camera that's attached on the ISS, but it costs twenty thousand dollars to do the rigmarole to get out there and maintain that camera. I would hope that they would be saving that saving that money in good ways. We know it, that they're not penny pinchers, though, because like even with any kind of like uh, administration or not administration, but bureau, yeah. they have an annual budget and they have to hit that budget to get a bigger, bigger budget next year. Right. Yeah. I saw there's this uh, there's this great military page on Instagram and I can't remember it for the life of me. I'll see if I can find it. They have at some Air Force base somewhere. They have, instead of pictures, stagnant pictures on the wall showing like the board or whatever, a chain of command maybe, it's all iPads just on stagnant images. 
because they had to spend an extra fucking 20 grand or whatever for all these different pictures. And instead of just photos, there's iPads, right? That's bullshit. That's not penny pinching. And all of these different branches do that. The, the, the facts, I mean, that I, I, uh, I don't think it is a 100. No, it's, it's a pretty damn near bipartisan push against military spending and, and, and related spending. I know liberals are a lot more, uh, a lot less frugal on, on certain types, but I'll tell you, I'm there worried with Eisenhower about the military industrial complex. It was actually part of it and then became a little bit more, a lot more cynical after, after leaving. So I am not going to deny that there is incredible waste. Um, However, the fact that there is incredible waste somewhere else doesn't, I would argue, negate the fact that a shot underwater for a promotional video is cheaper than uh, the, the the real version. Now, then be it, honest about it. Right, and I do right, got to push so, back on one thing you mentioned. Uh, the yeah. liberals are, are against uh, military spending. They are very pro-military spending, man. And they're pro-sending all of our money to Ukraine. And that's a war, supposedly. So I would actually go the exact opposite. And by nature, conservatives like to spend less money on stuff like that. Right. And it's flipped. I mean, all this stuff is flipped. It used to be the conservatives that were the warmongers. Now it's the liberals, man. Like, why does Hillary Clinton want to go to war with Russia so bad? It's wild. It's like I thought I thought that we were supposed to be like the loving party. Right. Well, now that now that we're in another war, I I, that's it it sort of depends on when you're saying uh, when your window of measurement, uh, where your window of measurement is set. But I think any quick analysis of um presidents over the last 30 years will 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 definitely demonstrate that um uh conservatives don't, don't have, say have that been because the, obama bombed one. obama bombed more than any other president ever so i mean you're, that's not a good point either you're right but that is that's different than spending i mean but the the problem with modern warfare it is killing is versus that, spending yeah definitely it, it it has gotten a lot more precise and it's a lot easier to do it because, especially because of privacy concerns. So, um, so anyways, I think a, a, a quick review of, uh, military budgets would, 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 would show opposite of that. But uh, to your point about why not be honest, I would argue that for this and for a number of other things, especially related to videos, um, where there's like videographic evidence of something, uh, that people are asking questions about, there are answers that are given by nasa but again here's that same goalpost shifting if you didn't trust them in the first place you are much you're not you're certainly not going to trust their explanation for it and even if you find the truth like i i I don't know i don't know about this video but it's it it is to me much there are there we'll go back to the use of of um what is it occam's razor there it is it requires much fewer moving pieces to say that they were penny pinching this way, uh, than to say than to space space is fake, right? Some some larger some larger thing, yeah. So, oh, uh, Abraham's razor, I love it. So I'm 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 good to uh, I'm good to ask questions. I just want to say that when the answers are given, what tends to happen is that moving of the goalposts sort of thing that that, that I mentioned before. When the answers are given by people that get to vote on their own raises and their own rules and things like that, it doesn't work, man. Like y- you would agree that we need some sort of new system here, right? In, in this country. And and I know that you lean more towards socialism and even communism. I, I think that you've said that in the past, right? Which it's never worked anywhere ever. 
like once. I mean, it's it's killed more people than than you know any. It's killed more people than cancer, I think. Actually, if you look really into it, right. Um, but this goes back to something, and I actually wanted to start this off asking about this. By the way, what what are we what are you drinking over there? It seems like you're smoking something too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually so I am uh, in the field of behavior management. I have been using my behavior management to stop that uh, that smoking habit that uh, that uh, longtime listeners will remember because I would have to take a break every every hour or so right. to to hit a C. So just smoking these Lost Marys for uh, for nicotine. I'm big on the stizzies. I know that they're expensive as shit compared to all the other pens, man. But I cannot get find anything more reliable. This thing has lived through multiple machine washes, so I'm good on the stizzy powder. Is it weed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. So you got a tobacco and a weed one. Yeah, and then uh, and then for the old gut, I got the uh, the Estrella Jalisco Chamoy Michelada. It's not my favorite oh. Chamoy Michelada one, and actually none of them are better than anything you can make yourself or or get. But uh, but uh, I was working, so I <laughs> stopped by this for quick. And this is the thing that tends to hit my spot, man. How about you? Are you talking about that, anything over there? That is an Anheuser company as well, and I assume that you are in favor of Bud Light with their trans <laughs> shit, right? The pandering? Do you like that, or what do you think? What? So, uh, I really see the uh, transgender movement. So, I'm not even going to... I'm not even gonna, I, Before I even say anything about my support, I think a lot of people know about it, and uh, but I don't even think a conversation like this has to ha- has to have my support that to notice that the trend is very cyclical and is this trend of increasing um, uh, human rights for transgenders are just these, it's it's, it's happening in a very cyclical pattern. And I know people are still worried about gays and I know people, people are still worried about um, uh, transracial marriages these concerns are not going to go away. There's some segment of the population that's always going to have it. I just think we're in the last throes of this, um, of this, this mainstream uh, f- fear about it, man. I think it's just going to become a, 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 a something you, you hardly even notice in, uh, in, in not too long. Um, that's, that's nothing to say about how I support transgenderism or how tra- I think transgender medicine should be carried out or, uh, the effects that it has on 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 the youth of our generation. I just think it's it's going out that way. Uh, agree with it? Well, uh, bemoan it or or rejoice it. Um, I think that's that that's just the pattern that I see. You know, I do agree that it's the last throw before the fall of Rome because the Romans were doing this <laughs> shit too, right? They were cutting their fucking dicks off and doing weird shit like this too. How yeah. do you feel? You mentioned the youth. How do you feel about? Um, if a minor is saying that, uh, you know, I'm a boy, I'm a, I'm a 14 year old boy and Hey, I want to cut my dick off. I can't do anything else. I can't vote. I can't drink. I can't smoke, but I can cut my dick off. How do you feel about that? I think it's a very good thing that we live in a democracy and that can lead us to either very scary places or, uh, very respectful places. And we don't live fact- in a democracy. It's a Republic, but I get what you're trying to say. Uh, I, this I, is, yeah. I, the, the, this 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 word game is it's, you know it's a democratic republic. There can be two things at the same time because they're talking about different fun- functions and style right. uh, and styles of government. So it can be both. But uh, in the same way, I, I I'm happy that we are letting some federalism happen here, 
and experimenting with it. I mean, this is, and it's not happening just in America, but we've got worldwide studies that are being done with it too. When those studies come out, if people read them, that's you, you got to rely on that is what I'm saying. But, but so what the happens, studies also what, say though, that most like 90% of people that cut their dicks off in that case, they end up regretting it big time. That yeah. shouldn't be allowed. That shouldn't be encouraged. Like I said, you're not allowed to do anything until you're 18. For some reason though, you can decide that you want to be a woman for the rest of your life. If you were born a man, I think that that's when it gets dangerous. And I think then that, that that's when what you say for the most part, is logical, Right. But I think then that that's when people get pissed off. And that's when people are like, what the fuck is this dude smoking? I want some of that because so, that doesn't make any sense. So context is is very, very key here because uh, 18 is not that hard line. And I don't say this saying, hey, we need to um, think about lowering the age. I'm just stating the fact that only, what was it, a few weeks ago, there was a state uh, senator in, I think it was Missouri. It might have been Wisconsin. I want to say Missouri. Um, who was openly advocate, uh, pushing against a bill that would restrict marriages at the age of 12 in Missouri. And what does this state senator say uh, uh, to the person who's saying uh, we should not let 12-year-olds marry? <laughs> what right. does he say? He says, do you know anybody who's been married at 12? And, of course, the uh, the person the says, like, well, that's not really the point. The senator then interrupts him again and says, I know uh, I know a few people that were married at 12. They're still very, very happily married. What do you have to say about that? So remember that 18 is no hard line, even here in America and even up to very, very, um, very, very recent and especially concentrated in conservative areas. So it should keep- be, though. It should be, though. And yeah, conservative. No, no, area, dude, that's the whole thing is the, the right versus left paradigm disregard that as far as like you know when you're having a conversation with me or or you know whoever right uh, maybe a, a lot of people still subject themselves to that but not me at all like i i if i if you're putting a gun to my head you're saying liberal or conservative i'm conservative right but i i think that it's it's transcended that i think that it is something more like do you want a future for this country that's more like it's past right, right. or do you want one that's more I, like I, I, some other country yeah. Hold up, man. I'm sorry. My, my battery on my earplug is, is going out. Give me one second. So okay. Yeah, thing. I can pause. Uh, yeah, but to the, uh, to the idea that, I mean, when you, if someone holds a gun to your head uh, and asks you liberal or conservative, man, that's when the truth is going to come out as far as I see. So to some extent that it means to, it says to me that it's still a paradigm that you're at least acknowledging exists. no 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 it's I, I, that's a hyperbolic example right no one's going to come up to me with a gun and ask are you are you fucking left or right right i'm right. just saying that so many people still subject themselves to that i do not believe that that's a thing the government doesn't believe that's a thing i think that it, that that for people that still believe that the right is going against the left i think that it's fucking retarded to think that i absolutely do you can see it you can see how they vote AOC, for example, right? Very marginally attractive Latina woman, right? She would not be hot if she wasn't a politician. I'll say that right now. But she talks all this game about like, we need to keep big business out of this place and this place and blah, blah, blah. And she votes in line with what her party is saying to do, right? She votes in line with the establishment, always. 
The one thing that she did was she kept, I think, Amazon out of her district, which they'll be there eventually, right? She's just kicking the rock down the road, and she fucking knows that. Maybe she doesn't. She's not very smart, it seems like. But it is an interesting thing. For the record, I don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene is smart either. And I think that Lauren Boebert's a straight-up whore that just got elected somehow. I don't know if you've seen her fucking rap sheet, right? I mean, that's a wild chick, dude. So I, I wanted to. I'm glad you brought them up. Isn't the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene is a former American Idol star? Doesn't that feed right into the how more Hollywood? Can that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. I didn't. I actually didn't know that. So, but like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, Karen Fan out here in uh, in Arizona, right? She had this whole thing go down when she was supposed to be the one that was making sure that the election had integrity, and somehow this corpse stole Arizona that hasn't been blue in i mean generations it hasn't been blue right are you really going to tell are you going to look me in the eye and tell me that biden was more popular than fucking obama if you do you're crazy and i won't i won't even believe that you believe that what i'm saying though is that karen fan helps this whole like this whole election integrity thing go through and then her brother who owns fan construction or something it's, it's fan contracting or something gets the biggest fucking state deal as far as like creating freeways and shit like that the day after i mean there is nepotism there's corruption all this stuff is present on both sides but the problem and and i've said this many times you don't ever have any dinos right you have rhinos right you you don't have any democrat in name only you have only Republican in name only. And if you did have a Democrat in name only, it would be, it would be, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, how about cinema? Is cinema not fitting that criteria? No. I man. don't actually call her a dino, dino but it seems to me. What's well, the term I made up? So, you know, I yeah. I, don't, I, like, I wouldn't refer to her in that way, even though she's. No, you know, man. I think that, uh, I think that she would be considered, uh, an old school liberal, right? Like, like Kennedy. Dude, Kennedy wouldn't like what was going on today. With this shit, he was so anti deep state, you know, all of his speeches and all this stuff. And he talked about the deep state. Um, Kennedy was by by today's concern or by today's standards, he would be a dino, a Democrat in name only. Right. Um, fucking what's his name too? that piece of shit vice president of his Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, he was actually pretty liberal by today's standards, if you look at it, like which is wild. But I don't think Kennedy is, man. And you see a lot of uh, Kennedy's like offspring and, and his family kind of going against the establishment and all this stuff. They're carrying that on. I do think that's theater to an extent. But there's some really good. There's a, a really intelligent dude that we've talked with a couple times on this show. Corey Hughes is his name. And I, I it'd be a fun conversation with you and him because this guy actually has done research and believes that the Nazis weren't what we were told they were. And he's got all kinds of great evidence to talk about it, right? And these are these kinds of conversations that, um, you know, and no offense to you or anyone else that goes to college, right? I think that it's cool to go to college. I think it's in a lot of people's minds that you have to go to to get a, a you know, a, a job and stuff. A lot of people, yeah. So these are conversations that the smartest people in the world will not have. And I did air quotes there. The smartest people in the have in the world won't have these conversations because it might hurt someone's feelings imagine not having a conversation because it might hurt someone's feelings like some this is some of the most important conversation that we can have and i want to normalize that talk not like on a kanye west level where he's literally on alex jones and Infowars saying i love hitler right <laughs> Multiple someone's times. Gonna, right right and someone's gonna soundbite me saying that and it's gonna be out there that ryan dane loves hitler right that's not the case okay it's just that like you look into this stuff and it is not what we're told 
at all ever when it comes to this and and he has this theory that and and along with other people that our country lost its way when JFK was taken out right that was the last actually elected president and even he wasn't really elected because it's well known that Lyndon B Johnson a Texas Democrat was very, very pro voter fraud. They went around to cemeteries and, and, you know, who knows the validity of this quote, but supposedly they were looking around and they saw somebody, uh, on a headstone that you couldn't really make out their name. And Lyndon B. Johnson said, uh, you know, they were going to skip over this guy and he wasn't going to get a vote, right? All these dead people are voting. And he's like, well, this man deserves every right to vote as all these other men in this cemetery get his name and let's put it on the Democrat side, right? So, I don't know the validity of that, right? But I tend to agree that our country has lost its way, man. We are not what we were what we were supposed to be. And I think that if you're just giving every little minority group their right to speak, transgenders, dude, how many transgender people have you honestly met? I bet I bet you can count them on one hand. I, I bet I can too. It's it's around that number, yeah. Right? Why are we talking about them constantly? It's because it divides the left and the right. That's what it is. And that's uh, that's as simple as that. You can't convince me anything else. It's just because liberals feel pressure to say if, if they want to do that, that's their choice. And conservatives say, no, I'm going to put my foot down at some point. Dudes can marry dudes, all this other shit. I, I think that the, the transgender shit's fucking weird. And it is. It is a mental illness. Like, it really is. If you're a man and you want to have a period, women don't even fucking want to have periods, man. You know what I mean? You can't tell me that's not a fucking mental illness. And it goes into the thing that I wanted to lead into, but I, I can tell that you want to say something. Yeah. Uh, so to to just touch on a, a few of those points that you made there. So uh, I think what a large part of it is, is that we are not the, the, the mainstream and the group that you associate with. I hope that's a, a good enough um, dividing line <laughs> of groups, a good sure. enough taxonomy, but um but I think one of the main lines is that we're not asking the same questions. You talk about how this, these sorts of questions would not be asked in, uh, in, uh, in, in academic standings. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I would on a number of fronts say that sometimes the question that's being asked is not a very helpful. It's pointless. One. Okay. And, and there, and there are such things as, pointless useless questions you can ask what is the color of jealousy you know for for some reason orange comes to my mind when i ask that question but it's, it's green it's, i mean what, it's a what? it's a yeah it's a it's a perfectly legit question but you see how because of the individual parts are placed in the wrong way and they're dealing with completely different things that people are might be interested about they're just phrasing it in a question in in, in a question in, in the wrong sort of question with uh trump specifically i think is a great example people are asking how can someone um, campaigning from a, a basement? How could how could he be, be? How could he be Trump? How could he? He's certainly not more popular than Obama. And they're asking that question. Mm -hmm. I will also agree with you that uh, he was not more popular than Obama. You know who I think was was Trump. And as many uh, uh, supporters of him, even back in the day, will tell you. Uh, or at least agree to a certain extent, the biggest enemy to Donald Trump is Donald Trump. I mean, it is the best. He was, that's almost why I think I'm trying to game out the 2024 voting. And it's sort of what I think Democrats are thinking that, that 
the 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 easiest way to beat this guy is to uh is to just let him run and just let him talk um no because they're trying to they're, they're doing this whole weird thing with these fake indictments right like nothing's going to come of any of these the the statute of limitations with the stormy daniels shit is done which right. is wild but a lot of people don't realize that and the whole reason that they even made it seem like Biden could have won was because they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop information. And they did. And that's another reason why, like, you know, you talk about Don Lemon getting fired. Dude, that whole network should be a, like just fucking taken down. That is wrong that so many people were told that that news was not real or there's nothing there. And then later it comes out that it's 100 percent accurate and fucking hunter biden is not only fucking his niece which is wild i mean that's yeah. wild right that's it's, it's illegal and and so much worse than anything that trump's done there's people coming out saying that trump's raped him and all this stuff prove it prove it there is video i've seen hunter biden's cock he's got a big dick dude he's, <laughs> he's got like a nine inch dick which is wild and you know it, it's just interesting that and, the, you know, n- now it is kind of wild because we're starting to see like all these different deep fakes and these AIs and things like that. But no one ever said anything about that with the Biden information and the laptop that was coming out. The the prove it part is, I think, the 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 important part. Now, I don't I, I, I believe that the I believe very, very strongly in the free market of ideas that that it's it's a lot harder to put up guardrails for ideas than it is almost anything else um, uh, in the world as far as like if you want people to stay within a particular boundary, eventually someone's going to come up with some idea at some tribe next door. And eventually, if that idea is useful, uh, ethical, some uh, um, something to that extent, it's going to spread. It, it is going and, and, and humans can try, but um, ideas are these things that just we haven't really found a perfect vaccine for, I would argue. So um, the idea of prove it, yes, I hope that is everyone's uh, feeling. And I hope that when people are then called to court to answer, um, to answer, well, we have all this evidence here. What say you that um, that we're ready to look at the answers, to listen to the answers to say what is being laid out? What I would just argue is that um, there if you if you really, truly believe what um what is on hunter biden's laptop is hunter is on hunter biden's laptop i just think i just think that humans you put a big enough group of humans uh together and they're gonna be porous they're gonna be like a sponge shit is going to leak people will find out and i don't think it's because of some mass um uh uh uh, uh, cover-up job by uh by biden that it wasn't discussed there was a cover-up job right there was a cover-up job i'm completely going to acknowledge that but i don't think that it was because of that that the hunter biden laptop has not become as big as even as even i think it should be because i think there should be a spotlight on it what what the main thing about the hunter biden uh so the the act of covering up hunter biden's story to help biden with the election and then Trump covering up Stormy Daniels to help him with the election. What I hear most people talking about when they talk about these two things together is hypocrisy. And one last thing I want to share with you guys about what I've learned uh, since I've been uh, with you guys. And then since the time that I, that I left is that my distaste for critiques 
of people in power based solely on hypocrisy has become even sharper. Like I, I the, if, 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 if someone is going to call someone a hypocrite, that's not a good enough argument for me to, to say that that person that they're calling a hypocrite is a bad person. I'll give you an example of, of how this works because what it ends up doing is it ends up putting the person you're critiquing in this place where there's no way for them to be right, where there's no proof to the, to the negative that they're not as bad as you thought that this thing that they came up with and want to implement is going to be helpful. So a great example is Trump. Trump, uh, like many uh, traditional conservatives, uh, um, uh, hopped on the bandwagon about being concerned about the country's national debt, national spending, all those things that I would argue that traditionally conservatives worry about. Then the shutdown happens. Then all of this money gets gets poured in, right? Even Democrats would have done that. Were they there? Even Democrats would have done that. But what do you hear the top Democrats doing and debasing their own arguments in my terms and in, in my my eyes they they attack then uh trump for spending as much as he did while he claimed to be this budget uh budget hawk so you've, they've, they've established this way where trump cannot win he couldn't if he didn't spend as much money you know they would have jumped on him for not helping the country mm-hmm. and now that he did jump uh, on them for spending now that they did jump on him for spending, it's about hypocrisy. It's right. just a it's just a useful argument. There are plenty a good, of things yeah. to say about hypocrites that do not have anything to do with hypocrisy. Look at what was done itself and judge based on that. I know we don't live in a vacuum, but that's what I would that's what I would argue should be um, looked at as the Hunter Biden case moves forward and no, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, and, and, we know that. You know that. I know that. I, nothing's going to happen from so, that. And, and and that is that, but see, there's a whole bunch of reasons why this is the case, but I think that that is because there is not as much as what you guys think is there. That's, oh, and, that, and I, and I know, I know you can't, I know that's not the answer. That's not the answer you're going to end on. I know it. Like I can feel it in my bones that in my conspiracy theory mindset, that would not suffice it. But I would argue this is exactly what I'm talking about. When I say you got to be willing to listen to the results, the answers, the study, uh, the study data, whatever it is, uh, we can get we can get to a consensus, but it's a lot like um, people who are big on Bitcoin uh, and complaining about the strength of the dollar. Uh, uh, what they sound like? It's like you're the one undermining the dollar, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but there is there is valid reason. I mean, BRICS is undermining the dollar realistically, right? I think you froze up there. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, yeah, you froze up. It froze up in like a, you're like this. And I was just like, whoa, dude, my free on? shots, my free shots are the worst. I mean, I, I spend, yeah, that one I was spend, pretty scary. I spend most of my time with people uh, with mental disabilities and pretty much any time <laughs> I'm moving in a picture and someone snaps that picture, I look like I'm the client. I look like I'm the one. Yeah, <laughs> the there's one like someone with Down syndrome it. helping this poor kid named Brandon <laughs> Peacock. And he's yeah. just like, yeah. So um, I forget what I just said. Did you remember? I mean, I don't know where you were going. Are you? Uh, is it either talking about that continually splitting this conversation into liberal versus conservative? No, um, I just pot- had said something like just like right before I saw you freeze. Um, but yeah, the, nothing's going to happen from this <laughs> this Biden thing. That's not what it was, but th- there was something else. Nothing's going to happen from that. There is some validity to it, though. There is. I mean, there is absolutely. There has to be because not not just because I've got a feeling, right? Like it, there's 
there's smoke there. There's a, there's more than smoke. But at the same time, I do feel like a certain aspect of it is a distraction, right? Because why did that information get out in the first place, right? How did this fucking idiot leave? I mean, he's he's the vice president's son at the time, I believe. And he leaves this laptop in a dumpster after he was sandblasting prostitutes. Like, that doesn't... No one does that, dude. No one does that. So, you know, there is something to it. Even the guy... Uh, the guy's name that owned the Apple store, the Mac store, whatever it was, right? That dude, it, it just smells like a fucking fed, right? And and I've gotten, you know, believe it or not, man, like I've gotten a lot more central in this whole thing. Like when you were on the show, I was like that right guy, far right. I believe everything. QAnon's real, all this shit, right? So I'm not saying that like, you, you know, you liberals were the only ones that were fucked and duped. So we're hard right conservatives that were just like oh i love trump i caught a fucking uh mega hat at a trump rally dude like i went to a rally, they were throwing him <laughs> out like he was a rock star and i caught one you know what i mean so like i have one of those I, I was on that team now i think it's cartoonish to be on a team but i also think that you have to be a fool to think that biden actually won that election i i, I will stand by that always there's no there's not one thing there's not one metric that tells you that this guy won even the night of the voting, it was like just this, oh, this crazy shit happened. Nothing can ever convince me. And maybe that's just me being ignorant. I think a lot more people are on my side, though, honestly, with that, because it doesn't make sense. Even I think even you were like, well, fuck. Biden yeah, I, was, I was I was betting uh, on Trump. I, I, I mean, it's sort of a joke bet, to be honest, but I also said it here on the podcast. But yeah, I use that predictit.com website where you can yeah, yeah, yeah. lay bets on political outcomes. And yeah, I put I I put a good ten dollars just to say that yeah, I actually for real. Uh, here's the receipt. Believed that that he would win. Um, yeah. So um, I mean, I've 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 said what I what I can say about uh, about that man. Um, which is and the country was in a better position when Trump was in. Right. I don't like Trump. I it, I'm not voting in this next election. I'm not right. I, I don't give a fuck about the politics anymore. What's going to happen is going to happen. Trump did a lot of bad things for guns, um, you know, all this stuff. And and him and his uh, Kabbalist daughter, like the she practices Kabbalah, right? Uh, and there's proof of this. I mean, like they, they wear the red wristbands and all that stuff. And, you know, th- they are really, really big into predictive crime and uh, or precog- precognitive crime is what it's called, right? So all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, dude, I, don't, I, I think that the agenda is just going to creep forward no matter what. But the country was in a better place. My mortgage was cheaper under Trump. Uh, my everything was was just better. Gas was cheap, dude. I mean, gas is creeping back up again. And there's all these mental gymnastics that people can do. And then, you know, I, I'm not saying you, but like liberals out there will say you just don't understand economics. And it's like, no, I definitely do. I absolutely understand when you cut the supply out, when you say Canada, you can't fucking export oil and you can't run this pipeline. That's going to make things more expensive, right? People are going to see that this green shit does not work. We're not ready for that yet. We just simply aren't. If you think we are, I got, I got something I can sell you too, because the, if you look at what's going on with the lithium mining, that's a fucking tragedy, dude. It is so sad what goes on with lithium yeah. mining. And people don't realize, too, that they just take these gases and they dump them down mine shafts mm-hmm. when when they're done with them. Like, it's 
It's not green. There's nothing green about it. You have John Kerry taking private planes. These people don't care about this stuff. It's just something that virtue signaling people, which I think deep down, if they could get past the the polarization of, of politics, these people that just want a virtue signal, they could be good people, but their their kindness is being weaponized against them, right? That's what it is. People are so nice and they want to out-nice each other because of this age of tolerance and human resources and shit. They want to be the nicest one. They don't want to offend anyone. I don't give a fuck. If I offend you, you can fuck off. I don't care. Right? What is it going to, how is that going to change my life if you're offended? Right? Right. So this is the problem is that people just want to be the nicest in the room. And when we're the nicest, when we're a bunch of Justin Trudeau's, when he says, you know, if you fight your enemies, they win. What? No, you have to fight people. The only reason you can say that is because you're fucking living west, or I'm sorry, north, of this fucking 9,000-pound gorilla that's known as the United States, and you can sit there and you can be a beta and you can run your country like a piece of shit, and you're fine. Nothing's going to happen to you, even though it seems like there's a bunch of Chinese police stations there, which is weird, right? I mean, that's kind of strange. But yeah, man, we're getting to this place where there's going to be no going back soon. And if people could get away from the left versus right and and be on the side of either humanity or maybe if you're on the side of transhumanism, that's your side. And if you're a transhumanist, man, fuck all the way off because that is not good stuff. People are meant to die, man. What is this thing with immortality? What is this thing with talking to dead people, talking to dead relatives? Dude, you don't think I'd love to talk to my dead grandpa that I fucking, you know, he passed away when I was five years old. I'd love to know about more about him. I'd love to know about like how my grandma's doing that died. uh, I don't know. It seems like about 10 years ago now, dude, that shit's not natural. There are things that we shouldn't do. I know that you, you know, the Bible pretty well, like the Bible talks about that. You're not supposed to do that shit. You're not supposed to talk to the dead people, right? All this stuff. One thing, and, and this is what I actually wanted to start with, and, and I'm sure we're nearing the end here. I think a lot of this goes back to this idea, and I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have a lot of internal dialogue or like a monologue in your brain? Yeah, yeah. I think everyone does, yeah. Only 30 to 50% of people do. What is the, where, where, where's that, where'd you hear that? Dude, I, so I, this is like, I'm not 100% able to prove it, but look, so I'll show you this. Um, the, uh, this is actually, I think it was a friend, Moral Bob posted this. He's a friend of the show. I think you, yeah, you met Moral yeah, yeah, Bob. Yeah, we did. We, uh, one of our last episodes, I was talking You guys about were surprisingly him. nice to each other because he's, he's a dick and, and you fucking have a way to piss people off. So yes. it was just like super, super nice. I was like, wow, this is nice. Um, I, but yeah, I love Bob. He, he speaks his fucking mind and I think more people need to do that. People with no, the, the, uh, article here is from, um, iflscience.com okay people with no internal monologue explain what it's like in their head and it just shows this picture today i told my mom whoops today i told my mom that i have no internal monologue and she stared at me like i have three heads is having one common that's the thing and supposedly and this guy posted a different source this was just like the flashiest one that i could find supposedly 30 to 50 people don't do this and and i'm just curious yeah. I think if people have been programmed to not have internal monologue, right? I think that they are very easily hackable. And hackable is is a loose term, but it's like the state, the authority figures can put thoughts in these people's heads. And 
to me, it's just a scary idea. It's like, you know, dude, I, I, you know, I've never, I would never kill anyone in my life, but I've thought about it. I'm sure you have too, right? Hasn't everyone had horrible thoughts? Yeah, that's, that's why I wonder what, how they're going about defining internal monologue because they're asking people because, because what about, I mean, what, what do we propose was happening before people were talking verbally or vocally? You know what I mean? Um, What, what was that? monologues you can't you almost can't it's almost like one of those like buddhist mind trick sayings like what was a caveman who couldn't talk saying in his mind what was just grunting in their head yeah yeah (laughs) they're just grunting. right i don't even know know how i go about starting to think about what they were thinking about but uh but but yeah that's very very interesting because um yeah the 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 idea of an internal monologue is it seems like it may be able to be uh, talked about like the subconscious, you know, where people are talking about very, very different things. But um, man, to not have one at all, how do you go about your life? I guess I'm looking at this. Well, should we read this? I mean, mom. Yeah. We can read this little part, what it's like to not have a, uh, a monologue, which I think, I mean, again, it just does not make sense. And, and it's refreshing to hear you say the same thing because like I, you know, I, like I said, I picture everyone having this. But I'm curious if there is some sort of like overlap with people that support authority, people that don't like to question things, and people that don't have an inner monologue. Like I said, I've thought horrible things, things that I would never even do, but it's just like a flash in your head, and then you just like get back to it. You know what I mean? I I wonder if you're thinking then specifically about people who think about their thoughts. Um, I uh, I think that the more psychological term is like meta thoughts. You know, I, I have actually noted that from very early on in my life. I remember saying to uh, someone, I, I think about my thoughts a lot uh, when I was a kid. Is that the sort of thing that you're talking about when you say our internal monologue or is it? That's what like- I, well, that would be an internal dialogue, right? Like you're kind of almost yeah. arguing with yourself in your head, like, right? Yeah. And, I, and I, I could see that from you because I think and in even other, you know, people that have done episodes with us and stuff in the past, they're like, yeah, Brandon's liberal, but he's not one of these people that is like over the top, like crate. Like you can admit when certain... I'm not, I'm not the far left. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you mind. are far left in, in people's minds, but you're not, yeah. you're not, um, there's, a, there's levels to that shit, right? Just like there's levels to like the right versus the left. I, I think if like, you know, the right and the left is here, right? And it's probably fucking backwards for you, but like I'm like right here on this side, right? Not all the way, but I'm definitely not center. And then you're like right here too. Like we're kind of yeah, just you, you call it lean. Like, you call it like a third of the way through the Overton window. The Overton window, sure. is this, yeah, yeah, is the idea is the way that we can go about conceptualizing the difference between the farthest left and the farthest right. Um, and, sure, and, and you're right. Yeah. So, um, so then, well, bring that to to this. Uh, yeah. To bring this, this article, then the better way to talk about where people are in their political ideology is on this X and Y graph that's available. It's a, it's like available through most uh, ideology tests because it goes from left to right. You're right, but then it also goes up and down from people who are more authoritarian leaning versus people who are more libertarian. And I think what you're what you're pointing at here is you and I are definitely on opposite sides of that xy graph but we're both lower on the on the the the, the y-axis there we're closer to anarchists than we are to authoritarians and i wonder if you're saying that people who were subject to authoritarian intrusive thoughts and having those uh 
having the free market of ideas corrupted by powers above, they might be the ones who are north of that, north of where we are, people who are leaning more authoritarian because they are the people who say to themselves, yes, I believe that this sort of political thing should be done because either God said it or because the king said it, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting and it's actually refreshing to hear you say that you're more of an anarchist because uh, I, as far as I was always concerned, you were like a big fan of big government, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and I know that you've said that in the past, maybe you've changed on that a little bit. No. So, so to let you know, even Obama is closer to a liberal, a uh, anarchist than I am. Yeah, no, this, so, this is so you you can say what you uh, people can talk about how they go about you nationalized health care. That is what? Come on. Right. You can't so say the, that seriously. No, no, no. But that is the left to right diametry you're talking about. No, it's there. not. That's the state. That's government getting involved in your health care. Yes. But that sort of thing, the 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 first instances where that happened, happened in highly authoritarian um uh, 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 authoritarian places wouldn't you wouldn't you agree it doesn't mean that you don't have to be an authoritative uh, 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 authoritative authoritatively driven person in your ideology to say that you support um uh socialized uh health care that is what the left right diam uh, uh direction sort of um illustrates about yeah, your I own disagree. ideology so i would definitely disagree i think that it's more on, on that uh state versus uh anarchy thing for sure um i'd be interested to to know what people think but let me read this quick section here it's just like what it's like to have uh you know uh, not have a monologue i I think that maybe the dialogue would be a better thing because i think everyone talks in their own head to themselves right like you would think the difference between the monologue and the dialogue is, is 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 interesting but go ahead yeah Right. Okay. So it says after people had called the poor redditor a non-playable character, like a non, right, like an NPC, NPC yeah, yeah. right, uh, enough times to get it out of their system. Several people, including the OP, described what it's actually like to not have internal monologue. This is a quote here, I guess. So if your boss asks you to do something right at the point where you're planning to leave work and you don't think, oh, fucking shit balls, what a pain in your head, um. While saying no problem at all, boss, out loud, one user asked. And then I, apparently this person answers, no, never had that. Uh, and this is uh, some name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. And this is the person that supposedly doesn't have the internal monologue. But they continue saying, if I'm asked to do something I don't want to do, I just kind of get frustrated. But that's about it. I don't really think to myself. Okay, so that's interesting. Maybe they're just quantifying it different. Um Others confirmed their experience was similar. I'm the same way. See, this is like virtue signaling again on like the fucking, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't ever say fuck you. I just get mad and do it. So someone else says, I'm the same way, said this, some other dumb user. I don't have any conscious thought about what I'm feeling or any stream of dialogue describing it to myself. I just feel it. It's like the inner dialogue is the middleman in my head who just isn't there. That's wild to me. I mean, I have full blown conversations in my head with myself. So, um, do you? Well, first off, I have a way to t- to tie this into my behavior stuff. Do you have time for it? Uh, uh, Absolutely. Let me take a pee break. Yeah, and then I'll finish this little section up, and then yeah, dude. I'm. I mean, basically, what it is 
Um, just I don't have inner monologue. It's just people kind of agreeing. I just wonder if they're kind of like, you know, saying like they have different ideas of what a monologue would be. Again, the dialogue versus the monologue. I have a full-on dialogue. I have like a, a, a group of people in my head talking. And it's just like, yeah, this would be a good idea. This wouldn't be. What if I did this instead of this? And like, I, I try to think a lot. Um, I like to think that it's actually gotten me through some like uh, some of these podcast beefs that that I've been fucking going through because the gut instinct is to just act right. If someone's fucking with you and, and especially me, you know, I, I I got pushed around a little bit as a kid and stuff. And I, I do not like dealing with that as an adult. Like I, I if someone tries to fuck with me, especially behind a fucking keyboard and a screen. Like, dude, you would not say this to my face because you'd be missing a few teeth after that, okay? So, like, I, I do have these full-on conversations with myself um, constantly, and I think a lot of people do, man. So it's just interesting to to try to figure that out. But, yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back on the other side here. Okay, back from a quick break here. And, uh, Brandon, you were saying that you wanted to kind of relate this whole inner monologue dialogue group chat that we have in our brains you you were saying that this had something to do with your field right yeah yeah i mean it, it it's um it's sort of comparing two different things holding up two different completely different things uh to each other and comparing them but i i feel like it sort of goes along with it um there's this idea in behavior analysis which i'm uh working very hard to become a, a bigger part of the field in um where we talk about the difference between respondent behavior versus operant behavior where respondent behavior is the sort of behavior that we've been like has, has come to us through our genealogy it just comes through us because of our evolution and, and, and our genes being the way that they are. An example of that would be, excuse me, the way that you, um, if you touch a hot stove, the way that your hand immediately gets removed, um, you'll notice there that there's action happening. There's actually a behavior happening uh, and a behavior happening that you could imagine yourself having an inner monologue about. But how cool is it that no inner monologue is at, is at all required for that? It just fucking happens. That's, that's compared to operant conditioning where we actually learn through a history of the consequences that happened after we did a particular behavior, whether that's getting a high five after you get a math question right or, or anything else. Um, so that that just just to say that in the way that my field talks about it, that inner monologue, that is um, that's there when you're learning. So these people who don't have inner monologues, maybe maybe, maybe they're just fucking dumb and they are on Twitter and they aren't, maybe that's the case here. Right. But um, but yeah, but before we uh, before we leave, man, I did do a little bit of studying. I wanted the main reason I wanted to come up uh, here was because over the past uh, year and a half of my almost two years of my study here. I've been inundated with horrible stories from the uh, the industry of behavior modification. Behavior modification is the scarier uh, label, an older label for the, the the practice that I'm that I'm in. Now, full disclaimer here: I'm not saying that anyone should not consider behavior therapy for a whole range of things. It's got a whole bunch of really effective applications to it. Uh, and you can, uh, judge that based on our earlier discussion, because I'm about to tell some stories, some really horrific stuff that did give us the knowledge that we have today. And, uh, and, and I think hints towards some other criticism and questions that we should be asking about 
cool. this sort of field and other sorts of uh, uh, other sorts of agencies at play here. And I'll, I'll get into that eventually. Yeah. I wanted to tell you first about one of the first experiments run by one of the uh, the the guys that pretty much founded behavior modification in America. Uh, this guy named Dr. Watson. He's working with John Hopkins University. And I think everyone probably knows the Pavlov dogs experiment, Pavlov, Pavlov, Pavlov's dogs experiments, right? Uh, in uh, a little, Dr. Watson had a similar idea in the mid 20th century. He had this idea, uh, what other kinds of things can we condition people to do? So what did he do? He recruited a nice young boy named little Albert. And in their experiments in his little clinic, he would intermittently, so every now and then, put out a rat in a cage across the room from where little Albert was sitting. Then the good Dr. Watson would take a very, very large, very flat piece of metal, work it up right behind this young child's uh, ears and make it sound like a machine gun. And what he was able to do was like Pavlov's dog got conditioned to salivate after the bell rang. Every time they pour, they showed little Albert this rat, he just freaked the fuck out after after a while. Now they were able to do that not with just with a, a rat, but eventually the kids fucking stuffed animals. Yeah, I mean they yeah. made like his they took his favorite things and through behavior modification turned it on its head. The bigger question I had uh, uh, talking about or learning about this was who the fuck are these parents right are letting them participate in well dude experiment. there there was a uh, uh and it's so interesting i've got to give you we have to meet up sometime i have this mk ultra encyclopedia where they talk about him they talk about this other uh some kind of uh army dude i forget exactly army intelligence guy and he signed his daughter up for some some shit like this and they put her in a box and like like locked her in a box and just like would would try to just, i mean they're just pushing these kids to the limit because you don't remember a lot of this stuff when you're a kid, right? So you can be introduced to trauma and it can shape your entire life based off of something that you don't even remember, right? People go under hypnosis and then like sometimes it brings this stuff back. But you would love this. Uh, I did a five-part series like shortly after you left oh, on this um, MK Ultra encyclopedia that I have. It's incredible. There's actually a PDF online. I can shoot you the PDF. And it's just a wealth of knowledge. And I didn't realize, because, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing this Watson and Albert guy. And then you mentioned the rat. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I, yes, that is a very, very pivotal thing when it comes to, like, understanding how humans' minds work. And you want another another example of putting people in boxes? This next guy that I have, this B.F. Skinner. Yep, that's a, him. That's yeah, him. Yeah, much, much more prominent uh, in the field of behavior uh, modification. By that time, he's now starting to become the father of behavior analysis which has some different goals in mind it really truly is not just a different rebranding it's going in a slightly different direction partly the skinner because, box right is what you're yeah, talking about exactly the operant yeah. the operant box yeah yeah um but he did a lot of stuff on that level especially with animals he was doing experimental behavior uh, analysis and focused it on animals thankfully uh, although although um it, it had some effects it had some plan he had some plans to have his studies uh, affect humans my favorite ways uh, to talk about are two project military projects that he was a part of uh, worked on the C worked on behalf of the CIA or at least with them uh, two projects that I think we probably talked about before project pigeon and project X-ray. 
Right. So Project Pigeon, what BF would what Skinner would do in his lab is show um, pigeons pictures of buildings, and then every time the pigeon pecked the right building in or the right part of this building uh, on that picture, he would get food. So this is conditioning. This is what's known as operant conditioning. Um, so, uh, and actually they've done the same thing these days with brain scans. It turns out that pigeons are almost as accurate as brain surgeons at identifying uh, images that depict um, like, like CT scans that show like tumors in the brains like that. Like they're, they're really, really good at this. But Skinner's idea was, hey, uh, Army, Mr. Army Man, will you let me put one of my pigeons in one of your uh, uh, missiles, torpedoes, whatever kind of armament? And then what he can do is as long as he can see outside and he'll start pecking at the the uh, building that you want this uh, missile to go and hit. And somehow you rig some electronic feedback system to where the rocket then changes its trajectory and hits exactly what the pigeon is poking at. So this was pigeon guided missiles, man. <laughs> this yeah. Ridiculous. Stuff. And he like, he wouldn't, you got to imagine if it's just 50 years later and if he just had a computer uh, that could fit on his lap and not in an entire room, like it was back in the fifties that he could have done something like that, right? We might not have needed the laser at some point he did. And, and project X-ray, He's doing the same thing, but hooking explosive devices up to bats, dude. Right. <laughs> and this is because all the done. sonar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they can see, I mean, they can see whatever time of day, you know, that now the pigeon has to, it has, you have to shoot the missile during the day, but a, a bat can find you whatever you want, even in the night. So, so this is interesting really quick, not to keep cutting you off here, but there is the, uh, so BF Skinner was the guy that uh, a lot of people said that he, he would experiment on his daughter. And, uh, you know, the daughter is a uh, part of academia now. She says that this isn't true, but there's photos of her as a kid in this encyclopedia in a fucking Skinner box. So, I mean, she probably doesn't remember the damn stuff, but there is pictures of him, a female nurse, and then her in a in a Skinner box. And maybe it was a photo op, but absolutely. And it's so crazy that the daughter would dispel the myths. No, he didn't raise me in a box. How the fuck would you know? I don't remember anything before I was like, five years old you know what i mean so it's nuts but yeah this was the dude that i was talking about man it's so crazy that you're talking about this yeah he's a big part in our practice and um another part that another thing that i'm i'm surprised he didn't get more um claims of being a uh some somebody working for the, the the soviets by this time because he was also very highly critical of the ideas of like free will things like this and People, I would think you would argue, as we were talking about before, that um, people who don't have some idea that they are in control of their lives, that they have free will, that they might be more easily guided uh, by whatever shift in the free market of ideas that might be thrown at them. Mm. Um, but yes, there's 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 Skinner. So sort of the, there's a mad scientist there. There's another one here in Tallahassee, Florida, in uh, in the early '60s at the Sunland, Miami scandal. At the uh, Sunland Miami Institute, uh, which the events there later became known as the Sunland Miami scandal. This is this is this is fucked up, dude. So so stories of these sorts of hospitals, these medical uh, mental hospitals, uh, like horror stories about them are all over the place, right? You can see shadows of the things that went on in those sorts of places in shows like Ratchet, right, Shutter Island, uh, and then um, 
uh, the house on Hunted Hill, which is one of my, uh, my favorite, like good, bad horror movies, you know? Uh, but in terms of behavior modification though, uh, the details of what happened, uh, to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities in Sunland are like some of the most harrowing I've ever heard. This is a 19, I think I, uh, sorry, it was, it was a, this is a, this is a building that was a mental hospital, a tuberculosis hospital in the early sixties, then became a mental hospital. And they brought along this psychologist, Dr. E who claimed that he was an expert in behavior modification. Um, he joined the staff at Sunland with the intent to, create a what he called a superb behavior modification program using what he called behavior shaping devices mm. uh, one facet of this treatment uh, were, were some pretty broad guidelines that he was giving to his staff members for the treatment dr e set these guidelines himself and uh, many of them are not in and of themselves like ill-formed like staff were encouraged to come up with their own way their own response to someone to one of the residents in this mental uh, mental hospital that's doing something inappropriate so like if uh, one day a mentally ill resident at sunland began spitting at the staff members yeah uh, the 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 sunland residents were then told hey prepare get ready like what are you going to do in that case <laughs> because you're going to have to write it down right so it's actually a pretty like that's something you do like as a as a parent if a kid's gonna be ready you have these like this tool belt of ideas some people spank some people don't some people just talk uh, verbally to the kid things like this so that's not bad uh but another guideline that was given by dr e was if you're going to threaten some consequence some response to some uh inappropriate behavior from a resident you, you have to follow through. Follow, you have to follow through on it exactly so because at this time, a whole bunch of ethical uh, oversight committees had not been formed, they were actually formed because of what happened here. Uh, little by little, what's in a, in a phenomenon that's called behavioral uh, uh, drift, little by little, staff members would come in, look at the book that recorded what consequences were given to some of the client, to some of the residents as a result of some inappropriate behavior. And then the next staff member that came in, they would say, okay, I'm going to try that. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to try a little bit more, just a little bit more intense version of what that was. So there were plenty of people who at the beginning were just being sent to their rooms for 10 minutes after throwing their lunch from a table, things like this. Little by little, you know, in shifts of we just weeks, it's almost like the the Stanford uh, prison experiment, the way it gets out of hand so fast, people are being told to the resident mentally ill people, the people who are the most uh, disadvantaged and the most open to coercion and uh, and having their money sucked out of them for a whole bunch of other uh, in a whole bunch of other ways. They're being forced to stay in bathtubs for two days on end to walk around the facility with, uh, with women's underwear, uh, their uh, forced masturbation, uh, just these incredibly harrowing things that are all being done not too long ago. And to fill in your guys's critique of the, uh, the, the modern, the dangers of modern medicine, uh, God, what a, what a, what a terrible example you have right here, you know? 
Well, yeah, um, these are the people that started it, and and that's the thing is that you know I'm sure that your side of it would, or, or, or you know, in your mind, you would say, you know, we we've come a long way from this, right? We don't do this anymore. The methods have changed. They're still just as abusive, maybe not as apparent though. But the abuse is still there with all this stuff, right? Like MK Ultra is one of my favorite topics, man. Like I said, I talk about it almost almost all the time, and and I did a five part series on it. It's fascinating to me what these people were able to accomplish, you know, with CIA with a little bit of funding, right? And then just people that were willing to cast their morals aside in the name of science, right? Mm-hmm. The the methods have gotten so refined. I'm sure you've heard of Tavistock and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, you know, Tavistock is a big part of the whole mind control thing and all this stuff that you're talking about. And it's all just so perfected where events like 9-11, that's a prime ritual for some sort of mind control, right? You're able to just throw in, uh, you know, the TSA, which is just like a total, uh, you know, a threat against our rights and shit like that. And then right now we're starting to see like the digital version of 9-11 with this restrict act, right? That's going to be something that is so damaging to the freedom of people on the internet, but there will be some sort of event that makes that thing possible and people will welcome it in just like they did the Patriot Act. Well, let me, let me end my talk about this with the suggestion that, uh, Things are already in move in a very specific way to make to possibly make that sort of thing happen. So a really big trend in uh, American um, in the American economy has been the cancellation of a whole bunch of public services and a replacement with privatized services. A lot of the times these are not fully privatized services. They're some sort of public private partnership PPPs, as people will most uh, likely have heard of uh, in the past. One of the scariest partnerships that's happening is in my field. Guess who is swooping up all of the little mom and pop uh, behavior therapy shops and is making it the Walmart or Amazon, if, uh, maybe a better example of uh, of, of behavior anal- uh, analysts. It's BlackRock, dude. Currently oh. one of the, I mean, they're the they're the, obviously the biggest holders of a whole bunch of shit, but they're also quickly becoming, this trend has been going on since 2017, the biggest uh, holders of behavioral therapy services. In addition to that, globalization is pushing this forward, ma'am. This sort of uh, practice was not talked about between uh, Russian and Chinese um, uh, uh, scientists. Like we didn't cross borders as much as we did prior to 2017. In 2017, the global connect lines started getting connected a little bit more. And guess, just like they uh, have a bid now on our uh, integrated circuits are microchips. They've now got the tools of behavior modification in their hand. This is now China and Russia. If, and you know that they've got some stuff to hand off to us too, right? The, the uh, Unfortunately, the biggest scientific um, uh, experiments in the last um, uh, hundred years or so have gone along with these huge in, uh, uh, infringements on on human rights. And when we were getting when we're working now together with these uh, countries and governments who have ha- shown no fear to trample on those rights in the furtherment of a practice as, as, as powerful and as effective and scary in the wrong hands as behavior analysis, and behavior modification, man, 
I don't know what's, I'm not promising that my field is going to look the same in 30 years and then it's going to have uh, um, uh, even fewer uh, horror stories than it does now. You're right. At this very moment, there is someone um, receiving services of some sort, um, especially uh, medical, of course, um, that is being abused to some extent. Uh, and it is up to uh, anyone else uh, out there who's listening, who's in uh, the field of behavior analysis and um, uh, bleeding heart liberals like myself to to stand up and hopefully in our daily lives not succumb to whatever kind of money that BlackRock's going to throw at us uh, just so they can get a better scientific fi- uh, finding and a less well-off populace, uh, population, man. So this is the thing, man. This is uh, This is where support for the establishment gets you. Right. I think. And this is uh, I mean, I'm trying to Google some things as I'm talking here. I I typed in BlackRock controlling mental health. Do you have a better way that I could try and find this BlackRock? uh, How would you word that? The BlackRock connection. Let me get you uh, the article, actually, that I pulled it from here. You said behavioral health, right? Uh, Yeah, it would be called ABA. ABA, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, ABA, BlackRock. Uh, I think it was from 2017. Yeah. Advisor Center Resources. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have yeah, the name. I have the title of it. Uh, okay, if you want to share in the chat here, I'll do it all. Yeah, I, I'm very interested in that because, uh, I mean, you know, you're a great person to talk about this because you're liberal. You 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 support. You, you lean towards state support. I know that you say that you're more anarchist, but I would push back on that a little bit, respectfully. respectfully. No, no. no I, I, to clarify, I, to clarify, I am more anarchist than I am, according to whatever ideology test that I took. I am, uh, <laughs> yeah, less of a more of an, yeah, more of an anarchist than an authoritarian. That's where the the test put me out there, but. Okay. So yeah, I got it to, I got it I got it right here the uh, the article. You want to see it, man? Yeah, I'd love to see it. If you want to here, let me allow you to share. Yeah. Um you you should have permission now. Yeah, that so that's just interesting because you're saying like we shouldn't allow this to happen and it's going to happen because the the move for state power uh so this is from the nation.com. Mm-hmm. It's called uh as private equity comes to dominate autism services. Okay. Uh, the reason it's talking about autism specifically is because that is, as of right now, the largest application of behavior modification. Sure. That's, what, that's what I do. I'm, I'm working with kids with, with it's autism. It's a spectrum. I've been told that I'm autistic on the spectrum too, but you said that I was not. I like how they show a bunch of different Legos there. There is 737 pieces of Legos there, by the way. <laughs> that's that's good. We got to go to Vegas uh, pretty soon, man. I got I got a, a plan. <laughs> it's an original one. But yeah, the, the, uh, the, the article talks about how the private equity industry is now making a play for this lucrative market. Blackstone acquired the Center for Autism and Related Disorders for a reported $700 million in 2018. And the next, chi- in the next year, Rothschild, another prominent uh, private equity fund, uh, acquired New England ABA. And then there's a couple other names that are just, this is the trend that I'm talking about where they're just getting swi- uh, scooped up and turned into, into, into larger markets here. Shout out Rothschilds. They're in everything. Friends of the show. Yeah. And then this, so the, this article, uh, it, it, it not so um, subtly suggests, imagine this uh, suggests um, that, that China uh, with their 
proven desire to control their population. You can say it's to a greater extent uh, than America or not. I think it is to a greater extent than America has, but um, that with them now forming these bonds um, with, um, with American scientists uh, in terms of their knowledge of behavior modification, it's almost like we're like handing them. Some people might say we're handing them the tools to better control their population. Um, mm. as, as, as global, as globalization creeps forward, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like with these 15 minute cities, these smart cities and things like that, I'm sure you've heard of those. Yeah. It's yeah, like, man. yeah, if you're, if you're able to control people's minds and if, if mental health and if, you know, disabled people are, um, is that what you would call autistic people, disabled people? Is that a mental dis- it's a mental disorder if you want to be completely PC and uh, yeah, that, that, but I don't, yeah, PC is fine. But I mean, I'm just I, curious I, as to how you quantify it. Yeah, yeah, no, I can say retarded because some of my best friends are retarded, but okay. you can say whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll say retarded because I am <laughs> retarded. So, um, I, I, I'm one of those best friends that's retarded, right? No, it's, it's just, it's, it's wild. All the pieces that are so, so much fitting into place, it seems for a very automatized, if that's the right, or automated society, right? The AI, dude, the AI stuff is getting so fucking crazy. And it seems like that's how, like, the telemedication, it's almost like the, like, like it, it's it's hard to say this for me because, like, my sister's into uh, education. She wants to be, uh, she wants to run a daycare, it seems like, right? Uh, she says she wants to be a teacher, but I think, She's going the route of trying to open up her own daycare. I I think that's going to be gone soon. I I don't think there's going to be any need for a babysitter in the near future. I don't think there's going to be any need for medical jobs, right? And that's so hard. Like the, the, the revamping of society is, I think, going to fuck over the liberals more so than it is the conservatives. You're going to need plumbers. You're going to need construction workers. You're going to need um, all these different jobs that they're saying are out of date, right? Everyone is saying, hey, learn to code. Dude, fucking chat GPT can write you an HTML and CCS or CSS, whatever it is, website. I mean, you can get all the code from AI right now. What's the point of learning computer shit at this point? Because AI can do it all. AI can't fucking do your plumbing. AI can't dig a trench. AI can't do any of that stuff. So it's like, you know, they're guiding us in this direction of like, get, embrace the technology, go here, go there. And it's like, you need to zig when everyone else is zagging is what it really seems. Survival, just basic, basic necessities are going to come to the people that are like geniuses entrepreneurially, right? It's not going to come from people that are, that are, in my opinion, trying to follow the, the rules, so to speak. Um, there will be exceptions. There will be people that, that get in and they get themselves set up. I think like right now, this probably isn't going to happen for like 30 years, right? 30, 40 years, maybe, maybe 50. If shit really just gets set back at the same time, though, I wouldn't be surprised if this happens in 20 years, dude, where, where people are having to, having to work outside and go back to like the industrial age to, you know, actually have some fucking work. Which is weird. It's so hard to try and predict the future with all these crazy new technologies coming in. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll cap off our discussion pretty much, man, by saying uh, by sort of imploring you again. I know it's it's uh, I'm 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 talking to talking to to deaf ears here, but uh, but I no, but, you're not. 
No, with with what I'm about to say and how I'm going to with my way of exiting this this podcast episode, it, it actually might seem like that, man. I would say that because of those concerns and a number of others, that um, as as Cretaceous as it might seem, I think that uh, in, in active involvement in political discourse and uh, and policy making in politics, because politics is the determination of who gets what, where, when how and sometimes why um that is uh that's what i think people should be in, uh, uh, involved in it's still at least uh I'll, t- I'll tell you that i'm still watching politics uh more like a chess game uh because i don't watch uh sports so so that's the level at which i'm in, uh enjoying it but i very very much am everybody who's listening i still enjoy uh political discourse if you guys um hear anything that i said and you want to give me links Specifically to what I said, please. I'm on uh, uh, Instagram at Dang- uh, Dangerous Gent. Uh, I actually think it's Dangerous Gentleman. I don't go on there at all, as you'll be able to tell when you do find me <laughs> there. But, Plug your uh, email too. I'll I'll tag all that stuff in the uh, yeah. show notes. But if you want to share your email, I'm sure that you're on there a lot more too. The email I only have a personal one and a business one, so I don't I I don't have one for those. So yeah, hit me up on the Instagram. Okay. And. and uh, Oh, I also have a learning course that's uh, still advertised and available there. Um, it's great the learning course of this great website uh, called listenable.io. Um, if anyone wants to check that out, I have a pretty interesting piece about the history of science in the uh, Arab empire. Um, pretty interesting part of human uh, history. And yeah, dude, thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate being able Anytime. to talk about the scary stuff that I'm coming up with. Um, I still miss uh, everybody that, uh, that I uh, used to used to talk to. I, I'm sorry that people are in this community are every now and then starting to eat each other. Uh, yeah, with that with that QAnon split, especially. But uh, but I love you guys all. And uh, anytime you want to talk, hit me up. Yeah, it's not as fun as when you were here. There's some. There's. Uh, it's gotten kind of fucking dumb. So at the same time, like I'm I'm gonna be here forever because you know people enjoy the show and people support the show, and that's what keeps me here. So, uh, but yeah, dude, it was so much more fun when it was just like, let's fucking drink some beers and talk about shit. You know that. And now it's gotten to the point where it's like, dude, if you're not doing it exactly how I'm doing it, you're working for the CIA. It's literally, I mean, dude, I've been called a CIA shill very many, I mean, several times. It's wild. You see how easy it is to do. And, and, and with the same way that you, you would go about disproving yourself as a DAA, uh, CIA, however that is. DAA um, too, whatever. What's DAA? Whatever. Department of assholes. (laughs) Whatever. uh, Well, however you go about uh, disproving that for yourself when, because I know this is happening quite a bit in this community. People are, are throwing that around. I think it's intentional, dude. I think that there's people that are actually in, in this whole world that are that, and it's to cause division. I take it as a badge of honor. It just means that my show's big, dude. Like the, it, It's top 1%, like very, it's top 20 in social sciences worldwide. I mean, that's not something that's easy to do for people. So, yeah, no, the show's, the show's big. So, like, I, I get it that, that people... uh want to talk their shit but fuck them man like dude if they if they thought that cia fucking assets live in a double wide you know what i mean like that's fuck <laughs> whatever you can think whatever you want dude i'm trying to get by here but i'll tell you that's exactly what a cia operative would say ryan that so, is so. true yeah yeah and they they live out here right 
and 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 I mean, it's just so it's so wild, dude. I will say my house is nice for what it is. It's got an acre, okay. But I mean, dude, I'm not living in some fucking mansion here. Like, no. holy shit, I'm I'm just getting by just like everybody else. It's a ninety nine thousand dollar house. Not a fucking crazy. Nothing's wild here. So, um, but yeah, man, no, it was this was a fun one. I think we should do these at least once a month, man. Um, you know, just to get on here and just kind of talk and. And, um, you know, you're welcome to do the other like group roundtable shows and things like that. But um, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? That's it, man. Thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, thank you for having me on, Ryan. Uh, of course. Yes. Everybody hit me up and I will be back. Whether you want it or not, motherfuckers, I'm coming. That's what it is, dude. And and you hear the you hear the threat in that voice right there. That's someone you don't want to fuck with. Right. So, the dangerous gents here. Yeah. yeah, the dangerous gentleman. Now, uh, yeah, I appreciate you, man. You're welcome on any time. Um, I I like the disagreements. I like the uh, you know, the way I think that the country needs more of this, where people can say, "Dude, I think that you're wrong on just about everything," but I respect you as a person. I think that you have that fucking right to say that stuff. So, uh, that's what freedom of speech is, people. If you don't fucking like what someone's saying, you still should support them saying it. But with that said, uh, my garbage pail kit thing is hanging in here. See that? Oh, nice. Little uh, little guy hanging on my mic. I also got a zombie here, if you can see him. But, oh, chill. Yeah, there's a few of them hanging on my microphone. But yeah, anyway, guys, thank you so much uh, for listening to this show. Um, you know, like I said, support Brandon. He helps create this show that so many of you guys enjoy. And um, without him, the show wouldn't be here, realistically. So thank you all. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on. Uh, you actually reached out and this was uh, a nice thing. We, uh, we don't talk often enough, man. So we will be back soon and, uh, there will be some more episodes. I think one more episode coming out this week and then I'll be dead to the world over the weekend and we'll get back to it on Monday, guys. So take care. Everybody stay safe. I mean, just fucking figure out what's going on, man. This is a crazy time to live. And let's go, Brandon. Let's go.